Hello, Erica. Hello, Stephen. Uh, and congratulations to the Kansas City football team. Football team. And Taylor Swift on her first Super Bowl win, apparently. <laughs> apparently that happened during the course of our watching Doctor Who all day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I I used to like the NFL. I have no problem with people who are enjoying the, the football game. Sure so thing. if you are catching up on Lazy Doctor Who now after enjoying your Super Bowl party, I hope you had a great time. That's true. Some people, um, kind of like how we binged Doctor Who today. A lot of people sort of like listen to us and then binge and catch up. Mm-hmm. Just got an email recently saying I just listened to your episode about Planet of the Daleks. Um mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, um, so this is, this, the snapshot in time that we're recording this though, uh, on Super Bowl Sunday, when we watched a grand total of seven episodes (laughs) of Doctor Who Mm -hmm. across five different podcasts. This one being the final one of the day, uh, the Time Warrior part four, Mm -hmm. thus ending this story and ending this production block. This, the recording of this carried on immediately after the Green Death. Because uh, this is how they did it in, the, in those days. They used to have one story that sort of held over, and um, that's what they did this time. So by the time we get to the next story, that'll be an entirely new production block. Will his hair be different? Yes. <laughs> hair lengths will be different. Okay. Noted. That's your that's your only teaser right now. Perhaps more as this uh, recording goes along. But uh, yeah. <laughs> how do you think this one wrapped up? Did this, uh, did this carry through with your sort of reappraisal of the story? Yeah. You know what? I don't know why, mm-hmm. but I honestly thought that Professor Rubish died. <laughs> I really oh. did. Yeah. Really? So I was surprised. I was surprised that he lived through it. I don't know why. I'm, I must be misremembering. And I don't know. Maybe I'm getting mixed up with some other scientist. Eustatius Jericho at the end of Flux or something like that. I'm just thinking. Or didn't Professor Kettlewell bite it at some point? He did. Spoilers. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. He did, yeah. So yeah, maybe that's it. Because he's, he's, I think the two of them are a little bit wrapped up in my head. Dotty scientists mm-hmm. yep. in the stories around this time. Yeah. Yep. Although I, I really, especially after this episode too, I maintain that he, Rubish is not as dotty as he seems. He's just like, he's, he has no social skills. Because he's he just, a scientist, after all. <laughs> he, you know, he talks and stuff, mm-hmm. and, and is just really wrapped up in his own stuff. But I don't think he's actually as dotty and doddering because, like, he is canny and clever, mm-hmm. and he explains everything. And like, he's, you know, the second-hand, third, fourth, fourth-hand hero yep. of the story. He's kind of like, uh, you know, other Robert Holmes stories of just thinking of Jago and Lightfoot each sort of uh, take their part as as the Doctor's companion in a way. Like they seem kind of comedic uh, side characters and comedic relief to where the Doctor sort of has to be the straight man, so to speak. And that's kind of what John Pertwee's Doctor has to sort of be here in regards to Rubish. That's just that's a thing that Robert Holmes does. These are trends that I notice. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, you get the the Holmesian double act, which yep. we've got here in uh, friggin' Iron Ground and Blood Axe. Um, but yes, yours is indeed towering intelligence. Yeah, I love it when you say that to me. Really, uh, he he does, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, and, and and be friends. He sure does. He sure do. I I love Iron Crown and Blood Axe. I'd, I know that is where we split on otherwise uh, mostly agreeing on on this story. But yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, that that's fine. It's I I yeah. Um, I like it. The uh, all of the scientists coming to like it, it, I hadn't really remembered exactly how it finished, and it did. This this episode is the one where Sarah Jane tries to talk feminism into yeah. like as just her. She is such a 
smart and sharp character for the most part that the moments like this mm. where suddenly she's giving a f- lecture on feminism and says it's like you're living in the middle ages I'm just like come on and I get that it's a joke and I get yeah. that it's pay- played for laughs but I don't like it when jokes come at the expense of the sharpness of like one of the very few women mm. <laughs> in the episode uh, who is now the new companion so it's just right. like that that is what bothers me about it like I don't mind her planting the seeds for you know trying to foment rebellion amongst the women, um, but at the same time I don't like the way it's carried out. Yeah, it it reminded me of of uh, Liz Sladen's delivery of a line in a Tom Baker episode where uh, the doctor's behaving somewhat callously, and and she goes, you know, sometimes I don't even think you're. And she starts to mouth the word human and the doctor finishes it. And I, I kind of wish that perhaps the shot is of Sarah, of Sarah with her back to us. So we wouldn't see that reaction. I kind of wish that we would have seen her say that. And we, she would have said, it's like you're in the middle. And stopped herself realizing this is something she would normally say. But lo and behold, she's actually in the Middle Ages, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Not not particularly cognizant of her mm. surroundings in a way that I feel like she probably would be under those circumstances. Well, you go try time travel. Uh, okay. A surprise time travel would affect us all, and that would be a very surprising thing to sort of yeah. Okay, fair, fair. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, like it, it's a good plan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, knocking everybody out, rescuing the scientists. I did point out like, why don't they just all sneak out to the TARDIS? But that's probably pretty hard with all of those really, really tight. Like some of them probably wouldn't have even made it all the way out the doors to the TARDIS because they haven't been, you know, fed or watered or rested for so long. I know. I've Um, seen you after like five hours of not eating and stuff. Like you think, yeah, so let's go walk a mile and a half mm -hmm. to the TARDIS. Nuh-uh. No, not going to happen. So, so yeah, I think it's a, it's a good plan and it came together. It came together well. I like that um, only Irongron uh, suffered uh, the fate of fools and got killed by by Lynx and that everyone else, we assume the serving wenches, somebody told them, uh, we didn't see it, um, but hopefully that happened at some point. I mean, it's specifically called out that the guards on the gate eat oats like the, like the rest of us do. Right. So, I mean, really, probably they were all sleeping someplace too. Just saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a little dark. Don't think too hard about it. It's a little dark. Hopefully the women who were not uh, eating this stuff, um, unless they ate the oatmeal that the guards had too. That's what they said. Oh, like, that's right. Yeah. Eat it like the rest of us. So they, mm. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Robert Holmes was not known for thinking a lot uh, about his, his female characters. Although it would, it would... <sighs> It slows the action down to show everyone, let's yeah. see everyone get off. How does Vader get from Cloud City to, you know, we got to show him. We got to show him the special edition of The Empire Strikes Back. Otherwise, how are we going to tell? That's different, though. <laughs> that's like cutting out right. the action that's actually in progress. This is, we we genuinely don't know what happened to all of the serving women. That's true. There there are a lot of jump cuts in a way. And the, we see the Doctor and Sarah go through in their, in their monk disguise. And then literally the next shot, they're out of their disguise. They're carrying them at least but uh, you know it, it, yeah there's there's visual shorthand but um 
Yeah, you do wonder mm-hmm. about what happened in the minute or so that, uh, uh-huh. you know, how, how well-meaning were um, Iron Gron's men to go, quick, we better get the serving oh, wenches out. There's no way that no. happened. No, I no. absolutely don't believe that. So it's, you know, either somebody had to get them out earlier or or they didn't. Or I wish there was a short scene if they were pressing enough to hear the castle rumbling and they themselves, we better get out of here. And, mm-hmm. and we see that scene and then yeah. that's all we needed to, mm-hmm. to realize that they're probably gone. But no, didn't happen that way. Well, you can you can headcanon whatever you want because Absolutely. we don't see it. Listen, we, we were saying just at the end of episode two where we see that epic long long shot of the doctor running around that we cut back to the reprise and oh, well, I guess Sarah and, Her- and Hal were there the whole time mm-hmm. waiting to just shoot an arrow into... Uh, Iron Gron's axe. So if there was a reprise to episode <laughs> five, it would be that there is, we would just edit mm-hmm. bits of it in. Oh, actually they did go back and, mm-hmm. and managed to get them out. So there we go. That's your head cannon right there. Sure. There we go. The, uh, the, the non-existent reprise, just like season six B same thing. Exactly. Yeah. We have some, if, uh, to, to, to misquote Barusa from the deadly assassin, uh, if, uh, plots, don't exist then it is necessary to invent them and so uh that is what we've done here fair enough we were just plugging the uh plugging the gaps exactly. yep mm-hmm. yeah um anything else about the uh, time warrior about about this day of doctor who about uh uh sarah jane smith is here now anything anything to add about uh um, yay. It's like 9 p.m. It's bedtime. So it a, I'm a little tired. It, it was a very long day yeah. of Doctor Who and and I'm still working on the TPK stuff that needs to get posted for Tuesday. That's so, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a harsh weekend, man. Yeah, yeah I've got uh, um, a, a, um, a comparable episode to edit uh, that's going to be dropping, I think, just after we get home from Gallifrey 1. Uh, I don't want to say what the topic is yet, uh, just in case people don't know. But um, that's yeah, it's an incomparable weekend mm-hmm. here on the Incomparable Network. I'll say that there, so we don't have to end up with it. Um, <laughs> uh, but usually, what happens at this point is I always ask you, do you know which story follows in this new production block that's happening here? I'm honestly trying to remember if I have even seen any other stories from this season. Have I seen any other stories with? Sarah and the third doctor. I honestly don't think you have. I don't, well, I mean, I am pretty sure that when I was a child, like yeah. actual child, child youngster. Like we're talking like four, five, six, that kind of thing? Well, probably like six, seven, eight. Okay. But I'm thinking like in that era, at some point, I think I saw Planet of Spiders. Okay. But I do not remember anything about it. That's so I'm great. not even entirely sure that I actually did see it, but I think maybe I did. Um, so I think we're about to go into basically the the last great hurrah for introducing Erica to Doctor Who because after this you know for sure Planet of Spiders I don't remember Uh like I I know some of the jokes about it like there's an episode that's entirely a chase and I'm not looking forward to that Uh but uh, (laughs) but once once we get to Robot then it's then it's you know smooth sailing in terms of things that I'm going to recognize and remember for the most part uh, season 12 is is a little bit I'm a little sketchy on okay. it um, so it will be reminding myself but those are all things that I, I know I've seen and I know I've seen probably more than once it's just mm-hmm. the memory is gone whereas here this season yeah season 11 is pretty much a giant gap for me so it's exciting to be watching the last new to me Doctor Who until yeah. you know Shudigawa does more stuff mm-hmm. uh, actually who knows by the time we 
get through this, depending on how fast we go, we may have seen a lot more Shudigawa we, by then. Well, we have until May mm-hmm. if we choose to rip through another uh, 22 episodes of, Doc- of classic Doctor Who before May and Shudigawa's first season. All right. But it's also like this, I have mixed feelings about it because there has always been classic Doctor Who that would be new to me. Not counting missing stories, obviously, yeah. Um, and yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna get to a point where there's like there's nothing left. I I know on uh, on Verity, Tansy has I think one at least one yeah. story that she has never seen in part because she just you know eventually she'll have to watch it. But she, right. it's nice to know that there's still something there that you haven't seen. Mm-hmm. And I'm <laughs> one of these days that's not gonna be it anymore, which. In a way, it's like a rite of passage for like the nerdiest of nerdy podcasters of Doctor Who fans. Like, I feel like, you know, that's a that's a a milestone that I I want to hit. Mm -hmm. But also, yeah, bittersweet. You could look at it that way. Uh, I have, including as recently as this past year, uh, gone through many a pilgrimage mm-hmm. and just watched them over and over uh-huh. again and found new things to re- to yeah. watch and with infotext and everything else. And I, I just love watching this silly show. So it's, you know, but you're right. That first bit of mm-hmm. discovery is there's nothing quite like it, is there? Yeah. Although truly, like as bad as my memory is and like, you know, it's only going to get worse from here. Right. And just, you know, sometimes people will say things about episodes that we have already covered. Like yeah. you said, you know, getting an email about Planet of the Daleks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, oh, I don't actually remember that I said that. I don't remember that that happened in the episode. So, yes, I could very easily go through another entire pilgrimage <laughs> starting at the beginning. Yeah. And there are some stories that I remember very well. And, you know, it's it, it would be more like revisiting them, whereas there are plenty of stories which I've only seen for the one, the one time. Mm-hmm. And that would be like rediscovering them. Yeah, not not to uh, <laughs> make this seem how how long it's taken us just to get to through the Pertwee era, <laughs> uh-huh. but uh, when we watched Doctor Who and the Silurians, mm-hmm. uh, it was some weeks or months before the COVID nineteen global pandemic oh, hit, right. and yeah. we were talking about pandemics right. during the course mm-hmm. of that. So you know, going back to watch that story again oh. will be yeah. you know interesting, knowing that that mm-hmm. what happened after that. So yeah, things things hit differently. Mm-hmm. Yep, and. <laughs> Who knows what the next few years hold for us in terms, you know, whether they be good things or bad things, they may change the way I see episodes of Doctor Who that I've already seen, too. So, sure. yep. Mm-hmm. Like the Green Death. Yes, and indeed. Your, your perception yep. of that has sort of changed, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, do you know what's coming next? Do you know what story it is? Uh, I, I don't actually know the stories in this season uh-huh. like almost at all so i am just going to guess right monster of peladon no okay you're right that's going to be my guess every time because it's the only one i know okay <laughs> the next story mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. invasion oh of the dinosaurs yay i've been looking forward to this one because you know i've i've i haven't seen it but i've heard many podcasts about it so yep. um, i'm excited to see those di- those dinos in uh for the longest time uh episode one was only available in black and white mm-hmm. until they sort of recolorized it for the dvd release i'm sure once this eventually comes out of blue they'll, they'll do a much better job with sort of kind of like just using the chroma dots on mm-hmm. it so uh, i remember when uh my local pbs station in the early 2000s or late 90s decided to show it because up until then it was always this the omnibus version started at episode two Uh so episode one feels like 
new Doctor Who to me <laughs> in a way that I have not seen it nearly as much as other Doctor Who episodes. So mm -hmm. it'll be kind of new for me and very new for you mm -hmm. when we watch it next. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yep. I'm excited. Me too. All right. Invasion of the Dinosaurs, kids. On the next uh, Lazy Doctor Who. Who needs Jurassic Park when you have... <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I think a lot of people probably do, but I'm I'm still excited about the dinos. Me too. All that and more on the next Lazy Doctor Who. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>